0: to the If and Only If Podcast. Your hosts are Kyle Tabler and John Leggett. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone. My name is Kyle Tabler. I'm here with John Leggett and welcome to the If and Only Podcast. Uh, We'll give you a little introduction here about why we are doing this podcast and in um, our inspirations behind it and then a little bit about um, Myself and John as well um, I guess uh, my my inspiration for this for doing a podcast is Because I really were was introduced to health and wellness podcasts um, in the last couple of years or so and they really have meant meant a lot to me and what I'm taking from them so I thought it would be a great idea just to for John and I because we always have good conversations and we kind of spitball things back and forth with each other we're both really interested in health and wellness and that's what we want this podcast to be um, about health and wellness a real lighthearted approach real conversation oh no real script and hopefully we can we can um, share some of our ideas and thoughts and help help you guys out there, uh, John. What do you think?
1: I, um, I'm your co-host. I'm John Leggett, and uh, a lot of same sentiments as Kyle with regards to um, listening to other podcasts and being uh, inspired to um, to get our story out, to tell our story, to um, to to be informational to to others. Who are um, have similar interests? Who um, uh, are interested in many of the same things that we are? Um, and to to uh, introduce others to um, to to conversations about health and wellness, uh, especially when it comes to um, to men. Men are men are less likely to uh, engage in conversation about things. Uh, we do want to keep this lighthearted. We don't want it, to it is a serious there are serious topics, but we want to keep it lighthearted. We do want to delve into uh, things that are, are uh, important to us, important to um, our journeys, the journeys that we're currently on, the journeys that we'll currently be on. Um, but we want to make sure that that our voices get heard because we feel like that, that if others hear our voice, um, and here are the things that we talk about that we can make connections and in those connections you, know, you can never have too many of those and we, and, and uh, we may find uh, uh, find other kindred spirits people that are are ser- searching and seeking the same things that we are
0: Yeah, definitely um I agree with that and I really got as far as back to inspirations uh rich Roll and Aubrey Marcus I don't know um uh, John and I are both big fans of those podcasts, and you know when you said about reaching out to men, uh, yeah, you're right. There wasn't really a lot of men base, I guess you can say, or or not really men base, but it's hard for us guys, I guess, to really attract to a podcast unless it's about sports. You know, that seems to be the the thing, Again. and and these really got really got inspiration to me and they talk about everything now rich roll i don't know if any one of you guys out there know about him but he's a a health and wellness guru i guess you can say and but he also has different people of different uh lifestyles on his podcast as does aubrey marcus and i guess joe rogan was the first to really start with this whole podcast craze and, um, that's actually how I found out about those two was through Joe Rogan's podcast. So yeah, just to connect with men is something that I really, and, and not a sports way was what I really found interesting about these podcasts. And, and then you just kind of branch out from the guests that they have and find their podcasts. And now it's so easy to, to get them on your phone and computer and, and everything. So, um, you know, pretty much all my day I listen to podcasts more than music you know someday so
1: definitely yeah and there's there's an attraction to that because you you always when whenever you're you are seeking and you're and you're seeking you know what in whatever capacity that may be whether it's business or or in sports or recreational um, or whenever you're seeking stuff Anything, um, you always look for inspiration. You look for people that are are that you have somewhat of a guideline with, and and um, Aubrey Marcus and Rich Roll definitely resonated. Um, um, so, and in, in as we get a little bit further in past this introduction, <clears throat> Kyle and I will both um, uh, tell uh, and explain our stories. Talk a little bit about. What led us down this path? This this path to discuss health and wellness, and we'll learn a little bit more about why those people, those particular two people, um, resonate with us so much. Um, But it's definitely um, we feel it's important to um, to 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 get our voices out there and and make it and make a. a forum for someone else we'd like to be the inspiration to someone else someone mm-hmm. else that's seeking who's all, you know in the same things that we found with, with Rich and with, with Aubrey you know we hope that some, sometime by putting this out there that maybe there'll be that person who resonates with both Kyle and I um, and I, we feel like that that's very important that's another reason why um, uh, we want to do in, in, the podcast in this format
0: yeah, definitely. Um, I've found so much inspiration through different podcasts of things that I didn't even think that I would like. Different interests that have kind of popped up through listening to someone on a different person's show, and then kind of researching that, and then finding out, hey, this is you know this is pretty cool. I want to look in more to this, and um, like we said, the 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 name of the podcast is If and Only If podcast and you'll get to know a little bit more about that name as we go further and why that means so much to us and what it really means uh, it's really cool once you find out so we'll we'll expand more into that as we get going do you want to tell a little bit about Yeah, yourself, I, I think
1: uh, I think maybe if we you know uh, explain a little bit about who we are uh, where we you know wh- what our backgrounds are and, and why we're we're, um, on this path, this journey, um, I, uh, my journey, my health and wellness journey really started, um, it's now, uh, 17 years ago this month, um, when, um, after about a six month, um, uh, illness, um, where I couldn't get any answers, couldn't find any answers, um, I was deteriorating very rapidly. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, systemic lupus. Um, I was uh, hospitalized um, and spent eight days in the hospital. Uh, The day that I went into the hospital, um, I was given a 50-50 chance to make it through the night. I was having uh, complete organ failure. Um, The doctors responded very quickly. My doctor made all uh, the in his decision making in how to treat me, um, he made every call perfectly. He just, it was like the, you know, whatever call he made and whatever he decided to do was the right call to help dig me out of that hole. Um, uh, unfortunately, the the disease had, had already uh, caused some serious damage and I had to uh, endured two years of chemotherapy treatments to help with um, offsetting of the um, the kidney failure that I was experiencing, um, and I I was able to you know dig my way out of that hole um, with the help of, of the doctors and the, the treatments, um, but uh, but it wasn't my aha moment. A lot of people are are have a have a, an occasion to experience something in life that says, oh, that was it. That was the aha moment. That was where I am <laughs> decided to turn my life around. But for me, it wasn't. I was still, I was in my early 30s and, um, you know, bouncing back as quickly as I did was a blessing and a curse. It was a blessing because I wasn't suffering, mm-hmm. but it was the curse because I felt like I was invincible, that here it is, this horrific disease that started to ravage my body. And and it caused me to have all these adverse effects and go through these treatments and harsh drugs and uh, bounce back pretty quickly. So I was, you know, it almost gave me a sense of invincibility. Right. You know, the hubris came out and I was like, I can beat anything. I don't, you know, this isn't, you know, this disease doesn't have shit on me. I can kick this disease ass.
0: So, So how long were you going through this before they? Got you your diagnosis. It or was six, found that doctor. It
1: was it. six months. Um, it was six months of, of uh, a pretty mundane symptoms. Uh, lupus presents in a myriad of different ways. There's mm-hmm. really not one um, one way. If you if you talk to a, a lot of people who experience this disease, have this disease you get 20 people in a room and you may have you might have 15 people that said well i presented with this and the other one said i presented with this very it it presents in so many different ways with different people um that it's not always the same it's not the you know it's it's it, it it presents itself in a way that that is so different for everyone but for me um uh, I noticed that I was having um, rashes on my skin, especially during the summer when the temperatures were so hot. But I was always, you know, as a but no other symptoms. I didn't feel bad. I didn't okay. feel yeah. that I was run down or I was tired or lethargic or you know experiencing any any uh, adverse kind of internal symptoms. It was just this superficial, irritating rash that would come up. Only periodically throughout the year, so it wasn't this persistent, chronic issue. Right. Um, And then, uh, and that that was that happened for actually years. Um, Mm -hmm. And but then that in two thousand and one, when this when the disease really started to present itself, um, I started to notice mostly flu-like symptoms, things that you would get if you had the flu: body aches, um, uh, loss of appetite. Um, energy levels really down. Um, those were the kinds of things that I was experiencing. And, and uh, I would, of course, go to the doctor. And because lupus is an, uh, is an autoimmune disease, your immune system is suppressed. Okay. Um, and so um, you're susceptible to things that are, that are environmental. So for me, I was having sore throat what do you do? You go in, you get a throat culture and mm-hmm. then they tell you you got a strep throat and then they give you a bunch of antibiotics. So they were
0: just thinking yes yeah, so symptoms they, of all these other
1: Absolutely. Things. And and one of the things about lupus is there's only, um, uh, of all the people diagnosed uh, with lupus, there's one and a half million in the United States and about five million in the world. There's only 10% of us are men.
0: Wow. So it wasn't
1: know. even on the radar of my doctor. Right. I, you know, it wasn't something that, that they were you know even suspecting it was again it was very you know things that they would see every day from just the re- your regular average average person coming yeah. in that just didn't feel good they had a sore throat so they they did what was typical and so um but my body would not was not responding to the to the um to the antibiotics was, um because it was just it was far more serious than just the strep throat um and then um would have periods of feeling a little bit better and then take real deep dives mm-hmm. back into the illness. Um, and finally, it was Thanksgiving weekend, um, uh, and I was at my wit's end. I'd been to the doctor of the hospital seven or eight times uh, with no answers and no mm-hmm. results. Um, I went on that. Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend and finally went to the hospital and said, i got to get some answers. And at that time I, I really thought that they were going to keep me overnight and, you know, and really kind of figure this thing out. Right. Well, they sent me home <laughs> and uh, I was after several hours of being there. And uh, luckily at the, the girl I was dating at the time I had a relationship with this family practice um, and they were very instrumental in helping her sister who uh, who also had an autoimmune disorder um, and and was having difficulty getting diagnosed Um, and i was able to get in to see them that next day Um, they made a special early morning appointment for me to go and i went in and he you know when i walked when he walked into the room he was a younger doctor um, you know and he he, he got it. He sensed mm-hmm. that there was something much different going on with me than what was being presented. Right. And tested me. And uh, tested me for a couple of things. And uh, really just to rule those other things out because he didn't feel like that that was the case. And what I was experiencing, he, he immediately felt like that, that lupus was what was was happening with me. Um, and got a diagnosis the next day. Um, now, then the catch was, how do you get in to see a specialist? The specialist is booked up. Yeah. How, how the heck are you going to get in to see someone? Well, the solution was, is we're going to get you admitted to the hospital. Once you're admitted to the hospital, the specialist will have to see you. So, um, I waited out that day um, and went into the hospital on that on that Wednesday uh, of the following week at the, uh, in, the, in the cycle. And... You know, got the bad news. I mean, that the that at that point that that through all of the trials and tribulations of trying to get diagnosed, uh, my body had really been ravaged mm-hmm. by this disease. So, um, uh, I, you know, so a bounce back and and uh, and for me, you know, circling back around, my aha moment came five years later when I was diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis so it, you know at that point I was like I can't keep doing this I've got to figure something out I can't just every five years be diagnosed with something and, and, and it wasn't um, something that was it's not unusual for someone who has an autoimmune disorder to mm-hmm. um, to have uh, more than one um, but in my case because it of the types of things that it affected, um, there had to be a lifestyle change. There had to be something that needed to be done. I wasn't gonna operate under the current conditions that I was operating under, which was basically just take your meds and then treat your body like you always have. Um, So uh, from that point, I decided to make changes and I um, decided to go become a vegetarian, Mm-hmm. um and to um participate in mindful uh exercise practices um yoga pilates um get out of the the the, the high intensity stuff for for at that time because i felt like that wasn't what my body needed right and um and i did that and um flash forward 3 years later um I'm, I'm, I was taking 11 pills a day wow. at the height of my disease. Yeah. And uh, uh, through those changes and eventually going from vegetarian to, to, to plant-based, to whole mm-hmm. plant-based foods, um, down to one pill a day, one maintenance pill a day, um, and able to diversify my exercise program to allow for um, higher-intensity uh, exercising and higher intensity workouts um, as my body got better, as mm-hmm. things got better.
0: So you basically um, just learned your body. I just you learned, learned my how body. how to listen to your body. I
1: learned how to listen to my body without, you know, without having to go through your traditional Western medicine right. practice. Um, not that I have any adversity to, to that because it saved my life and it mm-hmm. had not been for that. Um, and the doctors making the decisions that they made, would I have been um, in that position? Uh, it wasn't until things went under control that I decided to make more of a holistic change, uh, integrative change, change in the, in the, uh, in the practices, in the, my lifestyle practices. Um, I uh, decided to go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is the world's largest proprietary nutrition school. Uh, learn more about the different types of diets. Learn more about the different types of food choices. Um, you know, to better educate myself on what might be the best route for me to take, mm-hmm. um, and to to work on myself. To take the to take the initiative, not to just rely on someone else. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, some that are, you know, in our country. Uh, the, the, the general consensus is if something goes wrong, I'll go and somebody will give me something to fix it. Right. They don't take the, the initiative to learn more about what they're experiencing and see if they can do things on their end. I think the people that have the most and the best results are the ones that uh, use those, those two avenues in synchronicity. They don't just rely on one thing versus the other. I, you know, you can go to the extremes on either side. Sure. Of that. Yeah. You can you can go off and 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 not adhere to the medicinal regimen that a doctor is suggesting for you, especially if you have something that's very serious, um, and decide to try to cure it through holistic and um, medication and holistic practices um, when. That's a little bit dangerous. Sure. Yeah. And then, um, and then on the exact opposite is to just say, well, you know, give me the pill doc and then mm-hmm. treat your body like you always have yeah. and just abuse it. To yeah, that's thinking a good balance. That, thinking that you're just going to offset, you know, what you're doing is going to offset any of the bad habits. Um, right. Um, you know, people are always looking for. Um, for good news about their bad habits. Mm. They always want good news about their bad habits. So they're not always um, uh, seeking the other avenues that they should be seeking to, to work in synchronicity with um, uh, doctors and, uh, and prescription medications and things of that nature that are necessary. I mean, sure. You can't always, you know, you, you want to, and then once you get the, the, the ship righted, so to speak. And you've battled through that storm and then, then you, want to, you want to take the, the initiative to work the practices that, that got you into that position mm-hmm. and continue to work those practices and not getting into bad habits. So um, those are, you know, that, that in a very small uh, sample size of the things that happened um, for me, to me led me down this path. It led me to want to, um, to help others as well. Um, uh, to to be a guidance for someone else who is not necessarily even has what I had in, right. in specificity but you know is experiencing things adversely with their health and that that they can make small micro changes and in those micro changes uh, make you know the, the the big macro picture becomes much better for them and their overall they're feeling better they're doing better they're 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 they're, they're they're better health-wise mm-hmm. through making those changes. And if I can be any kind of, 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 of guidance for that, I want to be able to do that for someone else.
0: Oh, yeah, because you have the empathy and the compassion because you've been through that. So, you know, there's no better person to help. You know, Absolutely. The, like the person
1: who's experienced yeah. things will be the one that has the, the, the most credibility um, because they've experienced it. They're not just reading about something in a book. Um, right. you yeah. know, um, you know, Doctors are, are incredible people, and they're incredible at what they do. However, most of the time, they can't relate to the patients that they're treating mm-hmm. because they've never experienced. Other than that, that previous patient that they've treated, but they, they don't know what it's like to experience it every day of every minute. Of every hour, yeah right so they so it is, it's harder for them to relate, um, mm-hmm. you still need them in your life, but you but but hearing it from someone else is whose experience it has um, is is monumental and in, in for a lot of people in terms of their 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 um, direction in which they want right. to go to 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 help themselves, because it's about that you have to take the initiative yourself to want to get better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's another, you know, uh, that's one of the, that's why we're calling this the If and Only If podcast. It's if and only if you make that change, mm-hmm. you create the change. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be in your health and your wellness. It could be in your financing. Sure. It could be in your, your relationships. Yeah, your relationships with your significant other relationship with your kids relationship Family. with your parents yeah. relationship with your brothers um, you know you know, sitting back and waiting for someone to to take the initiative for you um, only sets yourself up to be constantly disappointed every day of your life right but if you take the initiative yourself if and only if you take that initiative you're going to find that, that the changes that, that occur within you Um, both physically and mentally Mm -hmm. um, will, will improve your, your, your life tremendously.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, that was a little bit of my story. Um, what, what's led you to, to down this path? What, what's been the, the things that have inspired you or, or led you down, you know, occasions of right. life's turns that have led you down this path?
0: Well, mine, mine comes, um, I think we're a little, we'll, we're parallel in some ways. That's why we're such good friends and we kind of got in this together because my story comes from, um, I'm a recovering alcoholic. So my life pretty much was just a normal, normal life, but always had some form of, didn't really feel comfortable ever, um, you know. A lot of depression. There was some some traumas, some some, you know. There was a divorce and some things like that that kind of aided into that. But um, it kind of got to where when I got out of college, I started working in the restaurant industry and. You know how things go and that... Uh, yeah, I've you know, worked, I worked in that...
1: And that that was our initially how we, we came to know each other is we both worked in the restaurant business and then we subsequently knew people who knew people... And, yeah, uh, right. Uh, you know, through those small degrees of separation... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because
0: my, my drinking career, as we like to call them, didn't <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, happen yeah, yeah. in the old... get Go to keggers and colleges and stuff. I was an isolator. I isolated myself and... Um, became actually in college, I was a, ironically enough, I was a straight edge skateboarder. And that was my way into, actually, that was my way into kind of finding myself a little bit, because I started hanging out with people that were punk rock and kind of did their own thing. and And I liked that, you know, I liked the music, I liked the skateboarding, I liked all that. But, you know, so that kind of got me out of my own self for a bit and kind of got me out of my shadow. Um, But then coming from an alcoholic family that I have on both sides, when I got in the restaurant business, it really took a hold of me. And I found that thing to where drinking that alcohol would make me come out of myself more. And I just felt like, aside from the physical craving of it, the mental obsession and just the whole, you know, it felt like that's what I was. And that's what, you know, that was the only way that I could really that's the only way I could really get out of my shell, and it became, over years and years, it became a problem. Um, but being in the restaurant industry, uh, sad to say, there's so many people like that that are still working. So it's just kind of part of the, part of the industry. So you can, you can work and operate and be drunk, and no one really cares. Honestly, it's not like yeah. being an attorney or being a doctor or a bus driver. It's almost expected of exactly. you in that culture. Right, so you know, that come was Come have a, really, a drink
1: with us. Come right. have a
0: beer with and us. while you're working.
1: Hey, yeah, let's do a shot.
0: Right, know, and I was on. bartender, so, Absolutely. you know, you would do a shot with someone. Same here. So it's like, that, you know, know and thought. it's oh. such a weird thing to to go through when that becomes just your daily, your daily thing. So I was drinking every day and, you know, drinking a lot, and it just became the norm. Um so then, physically, obviously you you know the toll on that, and it just it got worse and worse, and then um, consequences started piling up, DUIs, uh, and then just not even freaking caring about you know what would happen to me. So self esteem, which I really didn't have good self esteem in the beginning, was hit even harder. Uh, responsibilities, I didn't care. I went through a divorce. You know, I was at a real top of the mountain. I had my own restaurant and bar and here in Louisville and then sold that. And then everything just came crashing down. But I always found a way to make myself survive going back to rich Roll, I'll probably, I'm sure both of I will, will kind of go back comparisons of what we heard on these podcasts, but he himself is a recovering alcoholic. That's kind of how I, I, I really have a, a bond, I guess with him. But he says that, like the cartoon Popeye, where there's uh, Sweet Pea the baby. Right. And there's this one, ish, um, one cartoon where he's on this construction site, and he's on an I-beam. And he's crawling to the end of the I-beam, and he's about ready to fall off. And another I-beam picks him up, so he never falls. And he always... That was me for, like, five years. I always found a way to land on my feet somehow. But I was... Things were getting worse and worse. And... Um, it got to where I would have shakes really bad, and I got to where I I was barely hanging on to a job. So I would take out credit cards just to buy booze, just to buy liquor, because uh, I didn't have the money to spend for it. And it all came to a head when um, I woke up in the hospital after having about three or four seizures at my house and some really good friends took me in the hospital i didn't even know how i got there didn't even know that whole stay i guess i was in there for a couple days then went into treatment and um didn't know the first four days of that i i don't remember no recollection right so and i had been through some treatments before and you know went through aa and all that stuff but i wasn't ready for it then and finally this was my bottom because i knew like I, I would think about those last days at my house, and I didn't even care about if I would die. I would I would pray just to say, "Don't let me die tonight." You know, that's how bad it got that I had no consideration for my body at all, or you know, I didn't care about how unhealthy I was. Um, so, being in treatment for thirty days, um, you know, then everything started to make sense. Little little bits here and there, just going through classes. It was a great treatment center here in Louisville, Um, and I would would start listening finally. I would start listening to what people were saying to me and taking suggestions and, you know, which I would never had done before. So then, I started to get better and better. Uh, Fortunately, got back on my feet progressively, um, and then I really just started thinking about how I almost died and it was because some was not my own doing but most of it was and um, how bad it really got and then that's that's, well, like, that's when I get the health and wellness really I, I really started to get interested because um, I knew the potential that everyone has and the potential that I almost let go away that I almost, um, you know, just wasted all the way. So just really got into that. And then <clears throat> through talking to you, I found out about IIN myself. And I enrolled and just graduated last month from that. Awesome. Yeah. So in February, going to start another school, um, Southwest Institute of Holistic Arts. That has some certifications that um, I'm going to get, and, and then actually just through this this whole personal journey of being so rock bottom, and and I found out who I really want to be and what I want to do with, with the rest of my life. You know, because I was, you know, you go to college and you you kind of lean on what your parents want you to be for a while, and then you kind of lean on what your friends want you to be for a while. Oh, they're going to be doctors, so maybe I should be a doctor or an attorney or you know whatever it is. And then once I hit the restaurant business, I was really good at it. I'm like, well, I guess this is what I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Well, I, that's not what I wanted to be. And this, through this journey, however painful it was, I'm starting to find that out. And I think I'm now, you know, this is the clear path for me. So.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's a great story. And, and I, it, it's so important in, in, such a, in, in so many different capacities. And the things that we talked about, what kind of led us together, um, and, and you can, you can uh, also um, uh, respond in, in that capacity, is, is if we talked about the similarities and how similar going through and experiencing and dealing with chronic illness and then dealing with alcoholism mm-hmm. and realizing that they're both diseases – they're both diseases that you don't have any control over, right. As much as the, the, the court of public opinion is is that, you, know, you, you become an alcoholic, no, you're, you are an alcoholic, yeah. and it's just how the environment manifests itself to those symptoms and the symptomatic things that go along with being an alcoholic. Exactly. Same thing. I, I, I was predisposed to have mm-hmm. this disease. It was the environmental factors and the things that how I was living my life and the things that I was doing in my life that led and exacerbated the things to rear their ugly heads. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, in in dealing with these two particular things, how similar they were with regards to it's day to day. Sure. You operate on a day to day basis. And even, even that's really extending it out even further than what it really is. It's hour to hour sure. because you don't know what direction certain things are going to take you, and life has a way of of throwing you all oh, yeah. kinds of different bumps and crazy things that would happen, and you have to deal with them. and And being aware and self aware and uh, and understanding what you're dealing with and and having the support I mean that was one of the things that led us together. I think I think we were we were you know supportive of each other and in, in the in the capacity of what we were dealing with, because we realized that the path that we're walking on is really tight and close together. It's mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. We're yeah. walking pretty much side by side. One may walk a little bit ahead of the other or behind the right. other or vice yeah. versa, but the, the the road traveled the road is travel very is the
0: similar. Our walk might be a little, a little bit different. different. Exactly, Our <laughs> exactly.
1: Our gate's different, but we're still walking down that that same yeah. path. And I and and I, and then we came to realize that there's so many of us out there. There's so many people that are doing this, especially because men don't do this for each other. Mm-hmm. They tend not to. They tend to suppress things. They t- they they tend to to. Uh, to let the the hubris of of, of being a man dictate sure, who they and what they are, yeah. and they're afraid to to be vulnerable. They're afraid to to open themselves up to other people, um, especially another man and another person, you know, another person like that in their life, and how important that is, and how to get past those barriers is important, and that is another reason why you know I want to I want to be able to to get. And have a forum to to because if somebody else is listening to this, and when somebody else listens to this, it could really resonate with them. Oh sure. And how they how they respond to something that's adverse in their life that's not necessarily as serious as alcoholism or as serious as having a chronic illness, but to that person, in relative terms, it is. It is to that point, at that it, minute of that, that day. day of sure. that day of their mm-hmm. life, and how and how that 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 could resonate with them and so we're we're you know the the if and only if part of this naming this podcast is 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 helping others realize that so much of their life is in their control right and they we always tend to look and seek for others to help us or to 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 be that 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 beacon, that light, that direction. Um, like you had said, well, you know, I, my, my my friends were doing this or my friends were doing that um, in terms of their careers and I felt like, well, that was what I was going to do. Well, in reality, we don't, you know, we look to, to others and we look for, for, for them to give us that, that thumbs up sign to say, hey, you're doing all right, mm-hmm. kid, which, you know, maybe you are and then, but, Maybe what you're doing is not what you were meant to do. Right. And the the only way you're going to ever find out what you were meant to do is if and only if you seek within yourself and and search within yourself and and come to self realization and open yourself up to vulnerability and open yourself up to those things that so many of us suppress or don't even want to think about because we're so at at attuned at at what we're so what we perceive others uh, would want for us oh sure and that, that that's and that that's taking a step taking me down directions and paths that I didn't necessarily want to go me on. as well delayed things that mm-hmm. didn't should have never been delayed um, uh, so that that's what's important to to help reiterate and to to focus on and that's what we want to focus on in this podcast and and again we you know this this is the first one. yeah, and so there's a little bit of serious tone to this, um, and maybe more serious than than the ones that will be the ones that precede this, but um, or precede this. but we're we want to be able to um, to to get pe- help people understand that that you know being vulnerable is okay. and having vulnerabilities is okay. and, mm-hmm, and definitely. And, and being emotional, Um, uh, on all levels of emotion not just the you know the the toughen up the being tough but also being being uh, uh, having a more sensitive side with regards to others empathy having empathy and exposing your empathy and being empathetic to others is a massive part of self healing oh yeah
0: once you once you let down your barriers you know it took me a long long time and it was going through treatment um you know, I was still really hesitant to, because it's you know you feel shame, you feel f- fear, guilt, all that sh- failure. Shit. Failure. Um, once you let it down and you realize that that's all you have is yourself, and all you have is to be honest with yourself, and then you find people that are just in the same freaking boat that you are, yeah. or that, and you would have never realized, you know, that. You know, once you you realize that, and then you let yourself be open to the world, and you know, th- magical things happen, yeah. and your 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 mindset just changes, and you allow different ideas to come into your head in different ways. Like I've changed my whole way of eating, and that's out of knowing you. But then after learning and looking at different sides of of different arguments, and you know, just researching what you eating and everything mindfulness you know yoga practices meditation huge you know it's just finding things and it makes your life so much more um, you know just interesting and magical and
1: absolutely there's less bumps in the road right. it, makes the yeah. ro- it makes the there's always going to be bumps mm-hmm. and the road the road traveled is very long but when the road is smooth and you're and there there are no bumps and you're you're kind of it, you know, traveling that road without with less worries. Yeah. That's that's the key. That's that's what makes that's what makes getting from, you know, point A to point B pleasurable. The the rougher the trip, the the the, the harder it is to navigate. And if you can if you through the, your own actions can can reduce the the, the bumps in that road. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's life changing. Yeah, it, it sure changes. Is. It's it's uh, and and in reiterating back on on realization of, of of things, you know, it's it's always hard to remember back. You, you think to your to your friends that you've had forever, and you think, you know, how did we connect? What was it that connected us? Mm-hmm. And you. Sometimes it's harder to remember. Sometimes it's great not to remember because you've known that person for so long that that you can't even remember what connected you. Right. And yeah. there was no life-altering thing that connected you. It wasn't yeah. something like that. But I love the expression that says, you'll always have a friend for life if the first part of the conversation is, holy shit, you too?
0: <laughs> then
1: you become that person's yeah, friend forever right. because yeah. they now realize that they're not isolated, right. that they're not on an island so that by themselves. And then all of a sudden, that person that you had that discussion with is now feeling the same things that you, and you became friends. That's another reason for this podcast. It's because there's going to be somebody out there that went, holy shit, yeah. they're doing the same thing I'm doing. That's fucking great. Yeah. I found other people that are experiencing these same things I'm not by myself I'm not alone I'm not some ostracized character in a movie that is you know sitting by himself in the lunchroom because that's the only place he feels like that he can right. go he now has a tribe a group a mm-hmm. people that he can connect with Yeah, and that is what that's what's that's another important aspect about this podcast yeah, and a, what we are doing and uh, you know this is this is uh, this is one of the first of many.
0: And um, one of many, we'll have guests on.
1: We 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 will have guests. We'll have guests of, uh, and we we want to we want it to be not necessarily even like minded people. I wouldn't mind the conversation with people who who don't oh, necessarily our, think that way yeah, because sure. that's the way we'll you have learn. we discussion. Sure, and that's the way you learn. That's why you know it's important to to, to have that diversity of people that. Um, and get a better understanding of where they're coming from, because maybe then we'll have the oh shit you two move right. m- yeah. moment with that uh-huh. with that person, and then we become friends for life. And that that'll that that's gonna that's gonna uh, be um, you know something that is uh, that we do as we're moving forward with with the if and only if podcast is to to we want to create a tribe, we want to create a a movement and a. And, and we want to we want to have as m- many people um, that that would listen to us um, have a uh, and hopefully resonate with the things that that we discuss um, so that they don't feel that they're by themselves in this in this journey that they're that they're on.
0: Right. Exactly. Can say so, better myself.
1: Yeah. Well. So it's it's been great to have to, to to have this little introduction to e- to ourselves and uh, to both Kyle and I and and how we're um, uh, th- the good things that are, that will be yet to come um, on this podcast and we hope that uh, the the people who do. Listen and who will will tell others, and and we'd like to hopefully build that tribe quickly and, and and build a following that 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 could really help and make a difference in other people's lives. Yes, sir. I agree. It's great, great sitting it. down with you today, and as always, and uh, we'll um, we'll see you the next time All right. on the If and Only If podcast. Thanks, guys. Much for listening to the show. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at If and podcast and online at ifandonlypodcast.com.